Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. In a hidden fortress concealed by impenetrable jungle dwells Dr. Abbott Reeves, a brilliant but devious scientist with the power to create. Help the mandroids in the cage, Takata. Any malfunctions? I had some trouble with this. Feels like a delay in the neurosynapse trigger. And the will to destroy. Move its memory. Then dismantle it. It's half human. He must be eliminated. Colonel Nora Hunter has the brains to mastermind the operation. We need a full-time mechanic, my friend. Fontana, the river rat. Do it. I saw this in a movie once. When he finds himself in a tight spot, someone else has to pick up the pieces. Kuji, the ninja. He has the martial skills to destroy his enemies. The Mandroid. More machine than man. His special powers will determine whether or not they survive. We got robots. We got cavemen. We got kung fu. What is this, anyway? Some kind of damn comic book? is the most perilous journey any one of them has undertaken. And once they reach their destination, they face the most awesome power on Earth. You don't understand. Soon I shall rule the world. their combined skills to defeat him. Each one is the ultimate specialist in his field. Together, they are the Eliminators. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
whoa, whoa. Dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no. Oh. Hello. Hello. I take, it, I take it you didn't hear any of that? I heard it all. Oh, you did? I okay. Heard it, I heard it all. You heard it all, baby. That look of shock on my face was the, lo the, the look of shock and awe of the description <laughs> of the Eliminators. Uh, uh, no, no yeah. there's no the in the title. That was my mistake growing oh. up because every time... I've told this story a few times on the show. Every time I asked for this movie, I always got the Exterminator <laughs> instead. I'd go there. I'd be like, do you have the Eliminators? And the guy would be like, uh, yeah, I think I got that. And he'd take the movie and he'd be like... Yeah, uh, this is what you want, right, kid? I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm eight. <laughs> so I take it home, I'd be like, Daddy, why is that man's head being cut off? <laughs> Cause because that's not the movie it. I asked for. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> oh, ah. man. But yeah, this, uh, this was a... Uh, this was a bad movie day uh, candidate. We watched this one year. Um, we, I believe we this wasn't it. an. It wasn't an outdoor. This was during the winter. It was this not. was actually. It was, it, it was during yeah. the winter, and we showed it the same night we, that we also showed um, Treasure of the Four Crowns. That's right. That was the main event. That's right. You're right. Good memory on that. Oh yeah. Um, we showed it here. Night. We showed it here at my mm -hmm. house. Uh, we did it down here in the basement. Yep. Uh, at uh, the Guida household, and um, that was a good night. We had a good turnout for that. I think we had about 15 people that night. Yeah, that was a big one. It was a good one. Um, but yeah, that was another one where just everyone's like, seriously, what the fuck? It's like, why do you come here? <laughs> what do you think we're showing? <laughs> You've heard the name of the show, right? We don't show good movies. That's the point. And then every time everyone would come to these things, can we watch a good movie? It's like, no! <laughs> That's not what we do. <laughs> and then uh, we haven't done one in a while. We need to do one again. Yeah, we need a lot of stuff. Yeah. My intention was to coincide it with my son's birthday because we always did an outdoor one uh, in the spring and, or in the summertime-ish and in the fall, which October we did a couple. And my son's birthday is in October. And I was like, ah, oh, I got this great idea. Let's have a birthday party for my son and then show a movie outside. Everyone's already here. It's kind of like rope them in, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is that what we ended up doing at um, uh, my sister-in-law's uh, son's birthday party because her son and my son, their birthday's two days apart and we showed a movie outside, but it wasn't a bad one. So, oh, well, the novelty is, a you know, it's not as good. Anyway, I'm rambling. Yes, you um, are. This week we're reviewing the film. We're going to try anyway. Uh, Eliminators, 1986. Eliminators. Uh, this film will be 30 years old next month. Oh. And I did a little research on the actors in the movie. All of the main characters are actually all still alive. Yeah, surprisingly. Even, even the, the old guy, uh, Reeves... He's like 90-something. He's still kicking. Roy Dotris, yeah. And he was... Uh, so what I do, sometimes we do these older films, I, I do like searches online and try to find old interviews, try to find interviews old or new uh, with actors from these films right. uh, to see if they ever mention anything about the movie because no one's, no, one's, no one's interviewing somebody about the Eliminators. 
they're interviewing right. about something else. And I, one thing I kept coming up is I kept getting all these Starlog uh, issues, Starlog magazine. Okay. Because you've got Roy Do- Roy Dotris Do- Dotris, who uh, was in Beauty and Beauty and the Beast, the TV show, which was a huge cult uh, show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ron Perlman and uh, right. what's her face. Uh, and you've got Denise Crosby, who was in uh, Star Pet Trek: Cemetery, Next Generation, and Star Trek and, and Pet well, Cemetery. As far as Starlock, yeah, I mean the the big thing as far as TV goes is that, is and Star so yes, yeah, so those kept I kept getting all these hits because of those two, because because when they would introduce them, they would just like list all the films they've been in, and Eliminators would end up in there somewhere. So it made it very <laughs> okay. hard to find anything out, out that actually had to do with the Eliminators, uh, with it. Eliminators the movie. And for the uh, longest time growing up, I I always thought that uh, Denise Crosby, I always thought that was Helen Hunt. For some reason, I don't know why, uh, even up to a few years ago, just thinking back, you know, before we did the bad movie day, I'm like, it's Helen Hunt, right? She won a fucking Oscar. She's goddamn Eliminators. And it's I, like, I yeah, she, you know, she did, you know, uh, Trancers and all that. I'm like, man, she really, like, made it out of the funk. And, I, I and think I remember having that, that discussion with you. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And I remember, like, yeah, I don't think that's Helen Hunter. And 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 I didn't like fight you on it, but I'm like, you know what? I think you're kind of right, but I don't know why I keep thinking it's Helen Hunt. <laughs> and of course, it's not. I mean, they don't even really look alike, but in my brain, for some reason, I I associated her with Helen Hunt. But uh, now, for for me, the the biggest uh, the biggest thing uh, as far as the actors goes mm-hmm. is Patrick Reynolds, who plays the Mandroid. Mandroid. The Mandroid. The Mandroid. The Mandroid. I mean, it's in the, in the credits, it's Mandroid, but every time uh, Reeves is like, I want you to, to uh, disassemble the Mandroid. Take the, <laughs> send the Mandroid. It's always the Mandroid. So the I, Mandroid. I, I think, yeah, nobody else calls him Mandroid, so that's really the only person, so really it should be the Mandroid. But anyway, the Mandroid is played by Patrick Reynolds. And right. like, if you go to Patrick Reynolds on IMDb and you look up his uh, biography... I read it today. Yeah, it's 12 paragraphs about how he's the, like the grandson of, of R.J. Reynolds of the tobacco company. Who right. has spent his entire life petitioning to have tobacco made illegal. <laughs> now, I would imagine that he's been cut out of any kind of inheritance or... Uh, he, wasn't he the grandfather? I think he already got it, and that's how he spent his entire life doing that. No, no wonder why he didn't bother really acting. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's, it's said that he um, he did a documentary on tobacco, and then um, forget who it was. One of the like a famous director, uh, like approached him on it. Said, I like uh, like that. And next thing you knew, he was starring and stuff. Oh wow! Okay. But just because I think just because he got involved in it because of doing the documentary about how tobacco is evil. Well, it it is. <laughs> but well, that's no, a whole different story. But, but yeah, but, but, but that, yeah, that's crazy. I, I I read it today too. It's like wow, this is a lot about the tobacco. It's like he probably wrote it himself because the picture that he has is it looks pretty recent. <laughs> he obviously doesn't need to act. Uh, well, it just it just looked like he wrote that whole synopsis uh, or his mini bio himself. I mean, if you if you take a quick look at his not his television stuff but just his film stuff. Besides, I mean, Mandroid is his only real starring role. Other than that, he was a Hare Krishna in Airplane, the movie. Oh, God. <laughs> he was a bodybuilder in Pumping Iron, and he was a dancer in Xanadu. So this guy gets around. Oh, wow. <laughs> Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh <laughs> man, all all good challenges, I might add. Although I do have I do have a recommendation. I don't know what I, you have lined up for me, but I have a recommendation. I have a challenge. Challenge. A cha- Okay. Which is weird, but I'm, I want to try it on you because well, I'll get to that later. But so I mean, uh, Eliminators is probably yeah. the quintessential. It's the quintessential kids '80s film. Yeah, you're with me on that, right? It's a kids uh, yeah, film. Yeah, it's rated PG. Um, it was shot to be a kids film. Well, now here's the thing. Here's the thing of it too. Um, it came out in '86. RoboCop came out in '87. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole the whole Mandroid thing. Do you think anyone got whiff of you know Paul Verhoeven? He's making this movie called RoboCop. They got a real budget, but I. I would not put it past it. That, I mean, that's that's what happens. Yeah, uh, and, and maybe even I, I don't even think a ripoff as far as much as like what, whatever they're coming together with stuff is like. Uh, yeah, and and they're doing that robot cop thing. We need to do a robot film. Yeah, that's right. But let's but have, have time travel. <laughs> we really yeah. don't have the budget. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do time travel, but make sure that time travel is not actually involved in the main action of the film. Nope. Let's not even All bother. the time travel that takes place in the film is either in a flashback, off-screen, or like in one instance at the end. Everything else is like, oh yeah, he he time travel. Yeah, okay. Time <laughs> yeah, he's in his uh, his mobile uh, part of his uh, mandroid suit, the tank mobile part, unit. Yeah. the mobile unit. Man, does that look bad? He's like I going like down. It. He's going downstairs and he's holding onto it for his dear life. It's, don't fall out. Gotcha. Don't fall out. Don't fall out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another example of um, of um, a film getting a great, a cool idea, but then not being able to pull it off properly. So they show it and then immediately write it out of the script. I mean, if you if you take the whole man tank thing, right? You can sum it up in uh, he drives the man. He says, "I need the man tank." He gets in the man tank, drives around for five minutes and shoots stuff. Then he parks it and proceeds to spend the rest of the show, movie on foot. Then an hour later, he goes back to where he parked it, drives it for two minutes, and then wipes it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the car in the Punisher film. Oh, it's like the same yeah. thing. oh here's my armored car. Five five minutes later, bam! Oh, I wrecked my armored car. Good, we got then, that out of the fucking. And then game. of course, two years prior to this, they did the James Cameron did the film The Terminator. So, it was like this. They had that, it's like, right after Terminator comes out, they're like, we gotta do a robot film. And then right before Robocop's like, shit, we really gotta do this fucking robot movie. <laughs> we gotta get this shit out. Because we're running out of fucking time. So, and of yeah, course, it, it's a it's a January film. Which, we should do that um, episode soon. We always do a January episode. Where we take a look maybe, at the films that are coming next out. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It should but, be this but, month at some point. But I mean, like the only budget they have really for for the Mandroid is the uh, the the man tank mobile unit, which again is dangerous as shit and and probably a little you know scary. So they they shoot it three or four times and then write it out of the script, and then the uh, his removable arm, which he changes every five minutes through the whole film, just to remind yeah. you. It's like, yeah, I'm a, ro- <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah, because when your budget is like a million dollars and you blow half of that on a removable arm, you're going to fucking use the removable arm. Because at least that's not going to kill the actor going down a flight of stairs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, 
I mean, the basic God. plot is we, 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 uh, the movie opens up to a really bad, like, video opening credits montage. Oh, it's trying to be, it's trying to be Terminator. That's it, really, like, with the focus on, like, the red eye, and well, it's just... Have you ever seen, you know, like, these films from the 70s or 80s where, um, they would take them, like, a distribution company would get them, and they would replace the actual opening credits to the film with their own? Uh, Yeah. And so they show footage that's totally unrelated to the movie, and like the, sh- and the like the credits are really shitty. It's like like uh, on a toaster or something, and uh, video toaster. And this <laughs> film feels feels like he took the movie from somebody else and put his own opening credits over it, last minute. It, it looks right, that right. bad. It's, it's, it's like a it's sh- fucking it's like, awful. It's like he usurped the video distributors and gave himself his own shitty opening for his own film. Said, "Air, I already did it for you. Just take it and put it on video." Uh, it's so bad. But so it opens up with the mandroid, uh, presumably having just come back from ancient Rome. That's uh, right. Where is where the with and the then, Tanada? Uh, the the Tanada is the character's name. Who is who, also, uh, um, the, he, oh. isn't he the scientist from Buckaroo? No, that's a different guy. Uh, no, he was in, uh, what the fuck was he in? Shit. I just pulled up his bio. Hold on. I got it right here. Red Sonia, Kung Pao. Red Sonia, Kung Pao, uh, Teenage Ah. Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Uh, he was in Bill and Ted. He was, he was Confucius. But he, oh, he was in Bachelor Party. Japanese businessman. (laughs) Oh, there's a... (laughs) Honestly, oh, I think I God. actually I recognize him from Kentucky Fried Movie. Was he in? Con- yes, he was. Yes, uh, he was the technician. Fistfully Yen. I, I honestly think he's the one that goes toy robot, <laughs> which is my favorite part of the whole film. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but the toy robot part of Fistful Yen is my favorite part of that whole movie. And I I've shown it to people. I fast forward and say, "Wait, here's my favorite part of the whole film," and I play that part. And then and blank stares. So I don't get it. See, it's Toy Robot! Uh, <laughs> ah, but yeah, he's the, that's why I recognize him. He's, I'm pretty sure he's the one that says Toy Robot. Toy Robot? And, yeah, the second one. Not the first one. The second one is Toy Robot? Yeah. <laughs> and he meets the same fate. So that's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, we, also, we also have a movie challenge. Um, it was... Uh, the f- uh, Dale Rontree, he challenged us to a film, a Kirk Cameron movie, and he says he he would like for us to do a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Challenged, uh, I can't, I, I'll, Dale, I'm sorry, I'll find it, and we we, we will do it, because I, I do love, it. oh, you already have the film? <laughs> Here's the funny thing, because Dale, I saw that post, thank you, Dale, for the, for the uh, suggestion, it's a great idea, I was on a similar path, kind of, we intersected, because in the past few weeks, I've gotten on a Christian film kick. Or I really want to start doing Christian films. And the Kirk Cameron film is a holiday Christian film. Christian being it's, it's Christian propaganda. Not that it's actually, you know, has to do with well, Christian. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like you'll burn in hell yeah. if you don't believe in God's stuff. Yeah, Not not, not necessarily, but definitely strong on, on uh, preaching Christian. It's, it's you know definitely what, you know, uh, I'm better than you kind of thing going on, though. Kind, well, you know what it is? I, most Christian films, not to get off base... But I mean, you ha- there are a lot of films out there that have a Christian message, mm-hmm. or, or have a religious message that aren't necessarily Christian. What I think of as the Christian film genre are ones that are specifically either are specifically driving home the idea that God is good, and usually the enemies in these films are uh, 
college professors, atheists, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, kids that like rock music. Really, it's like it's like a Jack Chick pamphlet on the big screen. That's what I think of a Christian film. And we we actually reviewed a Christian film a while ago. We did. It was the uh, the we, one with we the, did uh, a couple, didn't we? Oh no, it was uh, House. House. Yeah, yes. that was. Uh, oh God, that was. Which, God, it was episode yeah. five. It was our Halloween episode. We yeah, we lumped was, the, we did a bunch of films, and House was one of them. If, if I'm, I mean, I'm just going off uh, out of memory, but I believe the the film was based on a novel by, I think the name was Ted Decker, but he's one of the big names in Christian novels. I think you're right. That sounds yeah. very familiar. Uh, and, and, uh, and God, that was episode five. Talk with Michael Madsen. Fu fucking throwback. Poor Michael uh, Madsen. Poor Michael Madsen. That must have been uh, his feuding time with Quentin Tarantino. I think that was his. Uh, yeah, I, I fucked up everything. I need money now. Time that, which is pretty much like, was like like a ten year period there, give or take. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, I, you know, I don't even think it was. A, I, per, I mean, I, I haven't read much into it because I don't follow the gossip stuff. But right. I mean, I, I, from what I read and stuff, I think it, it was like a combination of like Tarantino not using him in a film. And he really, I think it was a part time where he needed the money, so he took it personally. Yeah, well, yeah. And so it, it kind of like like a feud came out. It wasn't really a feud as much as like, uh, uh, um, you know, he took it personally and then treated him that way. You know, one of those things that get blown out, like any, you know, relationship. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. So. Uh, He's in the uh, the hateful eight, right? He is. Yes, he is. Now, I'm trying to remember the name of the film that's based on because I haven't looked up anything on it, but I, I know the film he's remaking. Um, it's about a chain gang of of uh, criminal criminals, and there it's an actual Italian film he's remaking. It's or you know like with Django, and okay. I haven't I haven't read any. All I know is the name of the film, and I know what he's doing. I don't want to. I don't want to know anything. Uh, but I used to have it. Uh, I used to have a bootleg okay. back when I was uh, trading videos. Because, uh, I, Somebody that I know, uh, came, you know, we were talking about it, and he said, he said to me, he goes, the trailer doesn't look very good. I said, I don't, I don't care, I don't, I don't care about what the trailer looks like. I go, I'm telling you, don't go by that, because oh, yeah. there's so, and, and I'm just, I'm defending Quentin Tarantino without seeing the film, just because his his history his is so record. good. His track record, yeah. that's that's the better word. His track record is so good. So I told him, I go, listen, don't pay attention to the trailer. Uh, expect the reason why it doesn't look that good as far as how the trailer's put together is because there is so much going on that to put anything quote unquote good on the screen that is going to entice you that much you're going to you're going they're going to give something away something is going to have to be shown and it's not that kind of film you right. definitely want to go into that movie knowing as little as possible know that Kurt uh, Kurt Russell is a badass, and that Jennifer Jason Lee is probably probably going to give a an extremely solid performance, possibly even an Oscar nominated one for what is it called? Actress. What, what eight? What eight? The Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. I yep. gotta find out the name of the film if I'm right about him remaking this film. I'll, okay. I'll look. I'll look that up on the side while we're talking. Uh, right. But anyway, the um. Oh, one of my favorite parts is on the screen right now, where they're in the car. They're ready to, to like drive to go to the go to Mexico, and all he's wearing is a fedora, 
a trench coat, but they don't bother to cover up his red eye. <laughs> you can literally see it a mile away. Are you talking to me? <laughs> you need some body work. Oh, they're talking about the car. You talking to me? Oh, and then his one-liner is awful. I'll give you some body work. <laughs> and then blows up a car. You're the one who needs body work. Ah. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, well, back up a bit. So, oh, like, God. So, then it's like I mean, slow just, motion, fade out, explode. I, I want to walk through this because I, I think the progression like gives a lot to the story. The mandroid okay. goes back in time, is sent back to Rome for a reason we're not revealed yet. And then the evil Dr. Reeves says, dismantle, dismantle the mandroid. He's of no use to me anymore, which doesn't make sense to me because he still has this whole security staff guarding his compound. And I'm pretty sure the mandroid could do a far better job than the you, are you ready for some football guy and the other rednecks he's got <laughs> for him. Yeah. Like, so dismantle the multi-million dollar piece of equipment uh, that is like a, a one-man wrecking machine army, but let's keep the hillbillies with the shotguns guarding my fortress. Not a good call. <laughs> so the, the um, Dr. Tanada, Takana, Tanada, Tanada. Tanada, Tanada. Tanada ha tries to save him. Dies in the process. Always happens. Uh, always. Mandroid escapes. And before Tanada dies, he tells him he must tell this colonel, who turns out to be Denise Crosby, you know, whatever, mm, yeah. uh, warn her about him. So, like you said, he he, he leaves Mexico uh, dressed as um, uh, a Some... gunfighter. <laughs> the Django. This is yeah. to say, he, he leaves dressed as Django. <laughs> now, Denise Crosby's playing Nora Hunter. Apparently, she's a, scient uh, a, a colonel scientist. And she's she's developing teleportation technology. So of course they only have a father son uh, team guarding the entire building. This, <laughs> yeah, and obviously the father is just completely disinterested than other than anything in his headphones. He's two weeks away from pension. <laughs> oh, we got like a power surge going on at the fence. I, it's, can, <laughs> should we check it out? Nah, it's probably a cat. It's like wow. <laughs> Holy he's, shit, man! He's he's two weeks from pension. He only got the kid the job because like Uncle Pete was bugging him about it. So yeah. fine, he got him. I got him the fucking job. But I don't need him to hear him talking because I'm just waiting out until retirement. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she's developing teleport teleporting cute robots, whatever. Uh, he gets her and tells her that that the doctor he she thought was dead is alive, and so she decides she's going to go with him. She wants to find him. Mandroid wants to kill him. Because he's taking the whole dismantling thing a little personally. A little bit. Right. So they bit. have to go back to Mexico where the mandroid just left. Mandroid probably could have <laughs> stayed there, snuck around the back of the building and killed Reeves, but he took the long route. Probably the best idea. Right. So they get to Mexico and decide they need a guide. Uh, now, apparently in Mexico, you, it's, you're, you're really hard-pressed to find many Mexicans. Because <laughs> I counted three. The entire time we were in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's, you're probably, yeah. Now, it, it looks like more, but I think some of the extras played more than one part. I'm pretty sure I saw the same guy get shot twice. I know they recycled uh, scenes. <laughs> and music. And, 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 and music. Oh, yeah. There's like there's like three score, or like at least three parts where you hear the score swell. It's like, all right, I've heard that in 20 different films. <laughs> and I'm not a music person, so I can't name them off the top of my head. But when you hear them, it's like, well, oh, yeah. I've it's like that. when we did Last American Virgin, you didn't notice that they played like the same songs twice. It's like it's hmm. even 
I don't want to say more. Bad. It's not more apparent in here, but if you have an ear for that Score. kind of thing, you Scores you know that they they yeah. definitely recycled and, it. And, and this wasn't like oh this score was in another film, uh, and I recognize it. This was oh that piece of music's been in twenty five other fucking films. It's buried in my subconscious. I'll die with that theme song in the back of my head. That's right. how obvious it was. It's probably public domain. That's probably why. Or or Free. I don't know about maybe public domain or maybe this like whatever studio they get their uh, license from. I mean, maybe it comes like a group package. Like once you know if you're going for. Copy. I don't know how it works. I don't know how music copyright works. It's all a mystery to me. It's magic. Right. I don't get it. It's um, movie magic. Yeah. So, and I love the whole concept of a woman walks into a bar, and I guess this only happens in Mexico, and says, "I'm looking for the toughest man in this bar," and immediately everybody jumps in for the job, not even knowing what the job is. Decide, okay, I'm going to win. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to beat the shit out of everyone. Uh, Denise Crosby. She's an attractive woman. I oh, don't yeah. know if she's the kind of woman that everybody in the bar is going to fight for her just because she's a woman. I think there should be, you know. Maybe in that kind of bar, though. I mean, if she didn't, <laughs> if she had, if she'd put a dollar amount out first and then said, and fight for it or something. But it was just, seemed, it was fun, don't get me wrong. It's a fun bar fight. Yeah. No, you know? I, I, it's, I, I enjoyed it. And, 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 of course, the winner is our, through, through deceit, is our hero, Harry Fontana. Great fucking name. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a good name. Uh, obviously, they're they're you know going with the Indiana Jones type. They're just something oh, sure. that rolls off the tongue. Um, oh, yeah. But Har Harry Fontana, Fontana, Montana, Fontana. It just yeah, that's oh, great. I, it's a good name. I, I'm not even being facetious. I love the name Harry Fontana. It's like fuck. I wish I thought of that name. It's a great name. And he and, the and actor, like I said, uh, I have I have I, I want to hear your challenge, but I have a recommendation. And okay. it is based. It is based off of Harry Montana. That's the connection. Mine, mine is too, but mine's weird. So bear with me. Mine's um, weird. Now the, maybe the maybe actor, it's wow. Maybe it's the same one. That'd be cool. Doubt it. I doubt it. Probably. Uh, the actor is Andrew Prin. Prine. Prin. Prin. Uh, who's eighty? Eighty and he's fifty when he did this. He he's been he was in a he was in the Lords of Salem. Uh, God God help us. Oh and, god, I, uh, I I still haven't seen that yet. I'm backlogged yeah, no, like no, two no years bother. on movies. No, I, I I gotta watch it. No, no, no tell you next time, next time you want to watch it, just call me and I'll bitch about it for 15 minutes, and then that'll be the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just save yourself some time. Uh, but he's he's a veteran television actor. If you go down his his and his stage list, as well, his stage well, stuff. Uh, he's more yes, he's yeah. almost more known for that. Sure, but I don't give a shit about stage acting. So <laughs> I'm just but, saying he's he's a decorated actor. What I mean is, like, if you scroll down what he's been in uh, from the 1950s through now, he's been in TV show after TV show. He's been in every single TV show ever made, roughly. I mean, it, except except maybe Sledgehammer or Lost. <laughs> other, other than those two, mur I mean, anything that's quintessential to that time period in the 90s, Murder, She Wrote, Dallas uh, in the 80s, uh, you know, you keep going back down. He was in V... Trapper John, The Fall Guy, fucking just name a TV show. There's a 10% chance he was in an episode. He's yeah. that much of an actor. And, you know, so it's, he's got a great, I'm sure he plays roughly the same part kind of guy in a lot of these films. And I like his character in this film. I like his character in this movie too. You can't Even help but though, not like him. He's very likable. 
And he's supposed to be like, well, I get that. Now, even though I do question the ease at which he goes from money-grubbing opportunist to let me risk everything to, to battle a villain I don't even know. <laughs> it's all for pussy. Come on. <laughs> Let's Kinda. get real. And if they had played that up a little bit more, it would have been a bit more believable. Well, but yeah, well, yeah, but it's again, true. it's a kid's movie, so he had to go in for a smooch. You know, so that's... <laughs> I like that scene though. That's a good scene. I oh um, because you know they don't they're they're indigenous or you know they they were actually uh, what were they Cro Magnum or uh, Neanderthals? Yeah. In, in my notes, I just wrote I was under a Cro Magnum. It's like yeah, they're fucking cavemen. We know they're, they're cavemen. <laughs> and Reeves yeah, brought them back in time, probably. Yeah, which I don't know why. Yeah, why would you do that? I mean, I, they can't I, be controlled. I'm. Now, in the beginning, he sends Mandroid it back, and he come he sends him out there, and he comes back with a shield, and and, right. and he's acting like, and the way he says it's like it's only successful if he comes back with proof, that like he was just hoping he'd come back from that, with proof that he was back in time. Right. I pieced together the concept that he was trying to get him to go to a specific time and needed proof that he was actually in the Roman era, because the question is all right. That couldn't have been just proof he went back in time, because then where would all the fucking ape monkeys, ape men come from? So, so that that poses. And who did he send to go get them? I mean, he's running out well, of that's, people. That's the that's what I'm that's why I'm I, I the humorous uh, origins of that comes to mind is that he kept sending Mandroid back in time to and ask for proof of where he's coming from, and every time he comes back, he bring back another fucking caveman. That's the tenth <laughs> one. That's the tenth one. All right. First, that, I mean, what else, you know, of course, what else could he bring back? A rock? No. The only thing he's going to bring back to prove what time he's in is bring back the fucking caveman. So right. he's like, well, what do I do with the caveman? Well, just, you know, throw him out in the wild because, I, you know, I could care less about I'm going to have the mandroid killed, but I'm not going to kill a defenseless caveman. Throw him out and let him fend on his own. Yeah, they're, they're stupid. Let them fend for themselves. They'll figure it they out. Calibrate the machine. And I, and you can almost see him with, the, with uh, all right, listen, mandroid, listen. All right, now, you need to bring back evidence. Of the time period you're in, that's not a caveman. Read my lips. <laughs> not a caveman. <laughs> what the fuck did I tell you? What did I tell? There's a whole movie right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the name of the film. Well, you just call it. Not another caveman. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And and he just you know you could put in the film. He just he threatens to not. It's like if he brings back one more. Fucking caveman! I'm sending you back in time, you fuck. <laughs> and then the irony is, he finally brings back something that's not a caveman. It's like, all right, uh, kill the mandroid now. Yes, he's finally delivered what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which was is what? a, a not Roman a, not shield. A yeah. Not a caveman. <laughs> he just look at oh, it's magnificent. It's like oh, <laughs> it only took you 17 times. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should stop sending him back to fucking one. You know. <laughs> Now, and so, he comes back. He goes, "Do you remember anything?" He's like, no, I don't. No, I think that was intentional, though. They never get into it. But I, I had the feeling like he was like white, purposely blocking his memory, so he didn't remember where he went. Which, you, you, which again, yet you know, let's not uh, let's not cause a paradox or anything. First of all, it's like you don't send someone back and just sneakily go get a shield. You send a fucking mandroid back with lasers. <laughs> it's like. All right. When's the paradox well, not, start? 
I mean, well, it's we, gonna happen eventually, right? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. What was I supposed to say? <laughs> Wait, brings back. Uh, I, I, I forgot. I had I had something there with with the shield going back for the shield, and I can't think of. Um. Well, we were we were talking about Reeves, and uh, well, I yeah, said no, Reeves, they yeah, should but, um, stop sending him back to year one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I just uh, you lost it. I lost it. Let's move on. I'm sorry. Um, so, I mean, but so when Harry Fontana decides he's going to take these guys on on his boat, no questions. Uh, I, I thought he should have asked more questions to be more ironic about the name of the boat. Uh, but, yeah, a, a, yeah. Good, a, a good 45 <laughs> minutes of the film takes place like in like Mexico swampland. Just getting there. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like a journey. It's almost like they're in the jungle, except they're in Mexico. Which it, this, which is. My the, the, my recommendation is heavily, well, we'll get to it. So they're, they're in the uncharted part of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> There's seventy miles of uncharted, you know, Mexican forest and water. We need is a that, guide. I need well, the toughest guide in here. Is there are there parts of Mexico that aren't charted? I didn't think I'm so. Pre- I'm pretty sure the Aztecs did that as they were fucking everything. Up, or no, the the other people that did when they fucked up Mexico. I, Mexico's been around for a while. I'm pretty sure it's pretty well charted, at least to the point where you know where not to go. Yeah, and I considering this this is supposed to... You, you get the feeling that it's supposed to take place in the future, that it's not 1986? No, I, I, I had the feeling it was 1986. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was trying to be in the future. No, I just thought, like, her research and the mandroid and... Uh, oh, know, no. The, all that's fucking stupid. Believe me. I, oh, yeah. Well, yes. Again, she has, she has a robot teleporting... And it's like, oh, she's just fiddling with it at her desk as uh, Larry and Mo guard the front of the yeah, building. It's like, yeah, like this is no a big deal. Security. You know, it's a far cry from T two where they've got this like the microchip in the fucking steel vault. It's like, but, oh no, oh no, I, I, I've cracked teleportation, and, and uh, apparently the the person I worked for invented time travel. But we're pretty low key on the whole security thing. You yeah, know. yeah, you know, yeah, shoes are optional. He, I mean, that's how he, that's how cool we are. He bastardized my work, you know. No offense, none taken. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the dialogue was pretty ham-fisted, but but oh, again, man was it. The, but when you consider the the film, I mean, there's really no getting around it. They knew they were going for a PG audience. This is a kids' film. Otherwise, why do you have the cute robot and the man, True. like the the mandroid on his mobile unit tank? This is whole. And then. And, and, and I know you, you're just one of your favorite parts of the film, too. Like, 45 minutes into the film, the the, the mandroid separates from the crew wandering through the, the forest. And while they're fighting uh, cavemen, he stumbles upon a ninja. Yeah, Conan Lee. Which, <laughs> like, the, let, okay, let, let's, let's, <laughs> let, let's break it down. Oh, look, let, 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 let's, br- let's break Joey's childhood down real quick, all right? Mm-hmm. The reason why I wanted this film... You know, so many times going to the video store, getting the wrong movie, getting the exterminator all the time. Uh, there were so many things in the trailer that made me, you know, just want this film. You got ninjas, robots, hot lady, you know, uh, explosions. It's like time travel. It's all there. Every li- it's just like when you say it's a kids' film, it really is. They maybe didn't intend for yeah. it to be no, so they much. Did. No, they did, but I mean, you you can when you this is the kind of film where you like, you can almost see like the the writer like the two 
you know, even if it's just one writer, they're working with the director, producer, or somebody, and you're gonna see them like, all right, what we need now is like something else. You know what? Let's throw a ninja in there. What? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we need a ninja. Yeah, we get the yeah, spot. we'll, 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 we'll make him the son of Tanada, the, the the Asian guy that dies in the beginning. That's friends with the Mandroid. Oh, oh, okay. Well, they changed that. The first draft of the script, it was it was like a Russian guy. So, no, no, no. Turn turn the turn him to Japanese. We kill him, and then the son comes back, and he's a <laughs> turn ninja. Him oh, that makes sense. Okay. Is he yeah. turning Japanese? I really think is, so. Is, is he turning Japanese? I really think so. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and of course, oh, yeah. you know, Conan Lee, who was kind of not, he wasn't a big star, but they really wanted to make him one. And it just didn't work out, you know. The uh, oh, and if anyone's just just listening to this, and you know that we did Jim Cotta last episode, that was my connection for the right. challenge to this. He was it was just a straight up actor connection. He was one of the the, the ninjas in Jim Cotta, and that's why I challenged this to Scott. Um, but yeah, I mean this this had all of that specifically the ninjas. I was like in this ninja phase growing up as a kid. Uh, where it was like, um, what's his face? Uh, shit, the guy that did Revenge of the Ninja. He did Pray for Death. He did uh, See, Ninja Three: it. The Domination. Shin, Shin, Kenobi, Shinobi, or whatever his name stop, is. Stop! 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 What? What? What you'll do is you'll say the wrong name and you'll get that in my head and I won't be able to think of it. Sunny Shiba. It's not Sunny Shiba. A Sunny Shiba. It's Shokasugi. Shokasugi. See that you did that. I hate when <laughs> people do that. Well, they'll say, "Yeah, it's that guy whose name I don't know the name," and they'll throw a bunch of stuff out, and then my 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 head latches onto that, and I can't think of the real name. And so, said, and what happened? You you said Sonoshiba, and I was like, "Oh, Sonoshiba. That's what he means." And then, then that fucking got stuck. You wouldn't stop. I or I asked you to stop, but you wouldn't stop. Oh, uh, I said Shinobi. <laughs> right. Shinobi Shokasugi. Shinobi, 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 is a fucking video game video from the eighties. Right. <laughs> it's a ninja video game. And only reason that would that anything close to that would come in my head is because you said it first. Oh my god, I said Shinobi. Now, yeah, yeah. I mean, he never really became a big actor. He was in a bunch of stuff in like the eighties and nineties. Uh, the, right. the one thing that I like is that he was in um, Tiger on Beat, which is one of my favorite uh, Chinese fat films. Okay. Which was which uh, that has the, the shotgun trick. My personal favorite. Oh wow! And, uh, cool. at, and actually, oh, Tiger right. on, yeah, I think Tiger on Beat is the is actually, I don't know if it's a remake or if the American version is a remake, but it's um, Running Scared. Oh, the one with uh, Billy Crystal and uh, yes, it's the same okay. plot. And same, um, and I forget I forget which one uh, came first, but one of them is a ripoff. Gregory Hines, Billy yeah, Crystal, it, Gregory Hines, yeah. Yeah, it could either way. Remember when that was the big film? Wow. Yeah, nineteen eighty-five. And no one remembers it. Yeah. I well, we do, and that's back what when counts. Billy Crystal was like like funny. <laughs> was no? Was he ever funny? Well, kind of. I kind. Was, I you know what? I I almost kind of like Billy Crystal even now. Almost. You know what? I like Billy Crystal like I like um, um. Uh. The Hispanic comedian, the past. Oh, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Don't like him as a comedian, like him as a funny actor. You put him in a film, I love him. He actually tries to do his own funny shit. Just right. no, stop, stop. Let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> Billy Crystal's great, but then when he starts doing his, his comedy shtick, and it's like, yeah, you know what? It's like you're still, you, you know, 
I, I'm, I, I, it's, it's interesting that you grew up with vaudeville, but things have changed, and that's not funny anymore. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is the only other thing I can think of that's like very um, noticeable is that Conan Lee played one of the four fathers in Lethal Weapon 4. That's right. I, I do Which remember. I never noticed until I looked back on this watching this yeah, film. I saw, yeah, I saw the credit, and I was like, oh, shit, and then it hit me. Yeah, today when I was doing some homework on, on Conan Lee. I think he's the one but, that gets shot. I don't remember. Uh, I, yeah, I want to say yes. Well, don't I think more than one of them gets shot, so there's good odds then. Well, yeah, you got a, you got a 20, 25% chance. Or 50%, because I think two of them get shot. The other two don't. I don't. You know what? We're not reviewing that movie, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they find the ninja... And he's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find my father. So right. And, and, and I love the trailer. Each, each one of them has special skills that they will need to use to get Reeves. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> They're um, all using their special skills, including the ninja. <laughs> the, ninja the ninja's special skills are um, control over um, the speed of the camera. Uh, yeah. Because he can slow it down. He can reverse it. Very, very versatile. That's right. He's going to karate uh, chop honestly, you to the... To the balls. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll get to that. I mean, honestly, I mean, because when you first find him, like he's catching fish in midair, and yeah. And now I read, I read in the alternate versions on IMDb that th that there are different alternate versions of this film based on on the amount of the nunchuck scene that's in the film. Really? Yeah, it was the weirdest and thing. You I, know I, what? And speaking of IMDb. Uh, yet again, two weeks in a row, they do not have the real movie poster for this film. Yeah, what the, and it's and it's an easy to find poster. Yeah, it's everywhere. And it's a great poster. It's fucking epitome of like '80s movie posters. It's it's great. It beats all that Photoshop shit out today. That's right. Ah, oh, yeah. Again, fucking 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 IMDb. But it, yeah, I mean, it, it says under the alternate version that there's two or three different versions. There's one version where the nunchuck sequence is cut out altogether, and then there's a shortened version, and then a, l a longer version that's still short by three seconds. And all I know is that in the version we saw, whatever version who, that might be... Who the fuck is getting these different versions? Well, that's what I'm I, saying. Is, I mean, is this like cut up for TV, like maybe different parts of the world cut it up differently? It's, just, it, it's saying just the one scene, and I don't know... Because the when we, well, the one that I watch, and I'm pretty sure you have the same version, he pulls out the nunchucks when he fights off two cavemen, mm -hmm. and the whole scene is like five seconds, like shoo, 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 they're done. Right. So all I can think of is that maybe, perhaps, the nunchuck scene, if it goes longer, is not as impressive as it should be. Nah. <laughs> Like maybe maybe he drops them or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, just, here you know what? Any other reason to trim that scene? I have uh, two separate uh, copies of this movie. Mm -hmm. One that I have is a three and a half gig rip. Okay, that I borrowed from the internet. Um, uh -huh. It uh, it in the top right hand corner or top left hand corner it says MGM. So this is obviously ripped from like satellite or cable or whatever. Now uh -huh. that film, let's see, is there a time difference? How long is that movie? That movie is one hour, 31 minutes, 28 seconds. And then the film that I'm showing everyone is, let me get, bear with me. 
tell you exactly how long it is. Ah, here we go. That version of the film that's actually on in the background. One hour, 31, 34 seconds. So there's a difference of six seconds. Now, that All right. could be, noth it could IMD be nothing. I IMDb is saying that the, the cut version is, is cut by 31 seconds because the scene is completely missing. There's a later version uh, that features a longer print and the introduction of the weapon can be seen, though 10 seconds are removed from the rest of that sequence. I think that's the one we have. Or at least the one I watched. Well, you know what? We definitely have a cut version of some kind because IMDb also says that the official runtime of this movie is 96 minutes. And how so, long is ours? 91. My, one is a VHS. Ah. One is a VHS uh, copy, and the other one is it seems like uh, ripped from cable. Now, if it's a UK version, though, no, nah, I don't know if that makes much of a difference. The frame rate, I mean, that does shorten it a bit, but I don't know if it was shortened by that many minutes. Um, true, true. Yeah, IMDb says 96 minutes. The wiki page says 96 minutes. So we have, uh, we have, obviously, this has been edited for time. Motherfucker! I hate that shit. We have to find the uncut version. Mo the, you know, the fucking movies that I have do not make my collection. Yeah, it's my phone. I'm sorry. No, you know what it is? Uh, I made a post about eating a stink bug, and everyone is responding to it. Of course they put, did. Let me put yeah. that over there. Yeah, Mayor said, uh, Mayor couldn't stop laughing. And oh, that that hurt. <laughs> that hurt a little bit. <laughs> She's, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what to do. I, I It's like, you know what? I just ate half a fucking stink bug that was in the salad you purchased. Because if she eat a stink bug and you were laughing uncontrollably that would have been totally acceptable oh my god i i would not be doing the show with you right now it would have had to have waited <laughs> anyway speaking anyway. of the nunchucks nunchucks yeah. here's my question how come the arrows that the caveman shot sounded like lasers do because that you know what it's like we have all these we spent all this money on laser effects we need to use them I feel like they didn't want to do any actual foley, so everything was done by like digitized uh, synthesizer, like it was cheaper. Because yeah. you know, we're talking eighties. That's when the synthesizer was big, and because also when he when when um, Fontana gets his machete out and he's cutting the branch so she can swim out of the plane, right. I swear it sounds like a whip. So whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, what? We'll fix it in post. <laughs> so that's what you call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Wet T-shirt contest right here. Oh oh oh! oh yeah, There's a wet T-shirt. You knew that's you right. knew that was coming. Well, I um, mean, it, it had to. Uh, it's like, why wear a bra? You're in the jungle. The, who now, needs that extra? Who needs that extra uncomfort? You don't. Now, now, after after they take the boat to the land, and and fight the cavemen, he right. comes to the, his man man tank. He's like, oh, that's where I parked it. And of course, you're thinking. Well, dude, you, we all could have ridden that all the way here. What the fuck? And then after he gets that, all of a sudden, and I wrote my notes here, that all of a sudden they were attacked by the cast of uh, Megaforce. <laughs> oh, man. And then he wipes out the, the, the man tank, and then they uh, they have another run-in with uh, the, are you ready for some football, Hillbilly? <laughs> yeah, are you ready who for gets, some football? Who gets... Uh... <laughs> Now, the scene where Reeves is uh, mad at him because he fucked up the Cuva uh, Cuvados, yeah. the name of the boat, 
he yeah. he's got he's working on like new technology. He's got a new arm, uh, and he's like pointing it at him, and he just like zaps him and levitates him with it. Uh-huh. Whoever the the <laughs> whoever was coordinating that scene, it's like listen. We need the extra heavy stuff, the wiring, because we're not going to be able to lift this guy otherwise. It's like, it makes you think, it's like, why didn't they just do the other guy who weighs 95 pounds? <laughs> not this problem. guy who weighs 320 pounds. <laughs> now, now, in that scene, when he comes in, he, he shoots, he shocks him and covers his whole body electricity. Uh, right. He drops to the ground, he drags him across the ground with the electricity. Then, after he's done telling him what happened... He grabs him by the neck with a ball of electricity and lifts him in the air, puts him down again. Now, all that, all right, bullying the, the henchman, yeah, that's part of the parcel, being an even, evil villain. Right. Then at the last minute, he does a shock thing and grabs his nuts for a second and then lets <laughs> go. And I was like, all right, you know what? The nut shot, totally uncalled for. That's when I walk. <laughs> really? And, like, it's just, it was open. It's like, I wonder if I can grab his balls. I can. This is working great. Uh, oh, this uh, this is the scene where she gets out of the water, and she's like mm -hmm. totally wet t-shirt, you could see through it, everything, and he's not really making a face until she turns his back and changes, where you don't see her anything. That's what I meant. No, she turns her back. There's side boob. Yeah, but you know what? You actually see more in the wet t-shirt. So uh, it's like, it's why is he now like, oh my. It's like... It's, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get um, why they did it, but yeah. I I would much rather see the wet T-shirt. Well, she took that away from him, so there you go. Even the mandroids, like if I had a dick. <laughs> Actually, she looks over and catches him watching. He's like, "Yeah, what about it?" Yeah, I have no dick. No problem <laughs> here, lady. <laughs> Actually, the perfect metaphor for it. He looks down and he's like, his, and his grappling hook still hasn't reeled in all the way. It's like it's hanging there limp. <laughs> it's like that's pretty much it, lady. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Worry about the Fontana guy. I'm missing half my brain. I, I, I'm the least of your worries. Oh God, yeah, that's right. When she first finds him, she says, "Oh, you're 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 just operating on normal uh, normal brain activity. Can we keep it that way?" <laughs> sure, sure, Mandroid. Like, no. No, it's like, <laughs> you, it's like wow! Did someone on... did someone get a copy of the RoboCop script? I mean, is that what happened? You're operating on twenty five percent of your of your organic brain matter. You're like smarter than everybody I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the flashbacks to the Roman times, which is obviously in the same jungle that they're walking through. <laughs> <laughs> they just set up somewhere different. <laughs> We're not the Roman times. Later on, you find out the whole Tanada and Mandroid had pulled a huge prank on them. So, yeah, I got it on eBay. Just just carry it back and tell them you got it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it should have been when he takes them down. So, listen, he bought the whole thing, but he's always, he's fucking losing. He wants me to kill you. Yeah, no, I, we, I thought we could string this out for a couple of months. You better get the hell out of here. <laughs> I thought this would go on forever, but now I'll, you know. Yeah, uh, no, he, Reeves <laughs> is getting pissed. You need to fucking leave. So, yeah, and now that's the weird thing, too, because he, he, he kills, like, what seems to be the only other scientist working with him. Right. Then when you see him again, his face is like, because like, when you've seen him in the beginning, his face is all droopy. He's like, no one ever had compassion for me and my ugly face. <laughs> and then he's when you come back again, he's got the new arm he's putting on. And I'm thinking... Did you cut off your own arm and install that yourself? 
<laughs> because, no, you, somebody, no, you can't do that. Uh, and then, and there's a, it's not just like you build a bodysuit. You're putting cybernetic parts in placing your own body parts. And at the end of the film, when they show up, in the course of like one day, he's got a full body, like mega body of uh, robot right. stuff. It's like, how did you do that? <laughs> what? No. I mean, that would take some time, even for like healing and recheck. Ah, you're stretching it. The time travel thing, I'm buying. That, no. Yeah, no. The Between him escaping and coming and then, back, maybe a week? Maybe and, a week. And, and his face is perfect. Like, he fixes his face, too. So yeah, it's like a that, fresh, can... fresh stitches and... No, stitches yeah. are gone by the end of the film. That's and right, yeah, they are gone by the end of the movie. Yeah, by the end of it, it's like, wow, you just like, you're, you're like, you're 30 years younger and, 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 ti fuck time travel. How'd you do that to your face? Holy shit. That's right, you should contact Revlon and just be a billionaire. Doing plastic <laughs> surgery on his own face? Yeah. Of that extent? Because it was hanging off in the beginning. It's fucking, no. he's talented. No, he's got the talent. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not buying it. I'm not buying now, it. <laughs> so, now, um... Yeah. So, so the eventually, the ninja, the robot, the scientist, and the Indiana Jones wannabe get together and decide they're going to stop this evil genius from from exploiting his time travel technology. And Fontana catches, really, he's a little disturbed at first, but once she explains to him that what's going on, he really jumps on the whole time travel thing real easily. So, oh, yeah, obviously he's going to abuse the time travel. <laughs> and I, right. I wish he'd been a little bit more doubtful. So, you know, I'm still holding out for treasure. You know, <laughs> you know, gotta be. That's right. Everyone's out here for Aztec gold. It's like yeah, I would not. actually, I would honestly want to. I would love to see a remake of this film, and just because I can just see the Harry Fontana character just like just twisted a bit more. Says, "All right, yeah, time travel, whatever." He's the, he's going back and he's bringing back gold. There's gold. I'm coming for the gold. Treasure, <laughs> antiques. That's what that's about. Yeah, I'm fucking coming. I get. I, I'm still holding it to my thir my third of the share. You know, a little bit more, see, you know, the save the day thing has to come at the last moment, like almost, you know, it's just, it was too easy. But again, it's a kid's film. I can give it that. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene of the whole film, and it's cheesy and stupid, but I thought it was done perfectly, is when they go into tunnel and there's the spinning fan and the ninja's like, I got this. And they slow it down so he dives through the blades. <laughs> all right. I on the surface, it's a stupid gimmick. Okay, we slow the camera down. The blades are going slower. He jumps through it. It fucking works perfectly. Doesn't he stare at it, too, where he like kind of slows yeah. it down in his own uh, mind? Like, yeah, like he's watching it to get the pattern. It's done flawlessly. It's like there's, it's not a, it's not a bad special effect. It's just <coughs> camera. Editing. And I thought, right. it, even watching it like this week, re-watching it when you're challenged, I'm like... I, that's flawless. It just it works. That's it. It's great. I it's just like the, the the cheapest special effect in the film. I thought it 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 was it was it made me believe he was a ninja diving through that fan. Well, you know what I would have loved uh, if they just just then they would never <laughs> do it if they just did an alternate take of that where it turns him into hamburger. That <laughs> that would have been fantastic. That'd be great if Harry. <laughs> Oh, that's I'll, I'll, I'm next. He dives through. No, I have to disable it first. <laughs> and you're just standing over his like you know hamburgered corpse, and be like, oh shit. <laughs> they could do it. It's like, oh, that was great. How'd you do that? It doesn't answer, and like this part, the parts slide apart. <laughs> it just, it just, yeah, that I would have loved that. <laughs> oh, oh man. 
Oh, uh, yeah, but before they get there, here's oh, the yeah. last part I really have trouble with. Because, again, a lot of it I'm buying. You know, again, if, if, you, if, you, if you buy my whole theory about him bringing back the caveman over and over again, <laughs> I get the fact that they're living out there. The time travel thing's kind of cool. I get that. He just, um, his, he just got his ball zapped. It's at that scene. <laughs> totally uncalled for. Unacceptable. <laughs> totally dick. out of bounds. What an asshole. Yeah. I mean, and just because he doesn't even, like, do anything with it. It's like an afterthought. It's like... Eh, you're nuts there. <laughs> if he had done that first, and like, ah, I, I, I'm mad at you. It was almost like, eh, by the way, eh, eh. Like, you might as well just look like, like you know, tugged him a couple times. This is creepy. <laughs> and like, and like what, what are you thinking? What are you, th- are you getting ready for the Roman times? Because, you know. Caligula much? Hey. <laughs> hey. Try hot walnuts. Ooh, nice. Anyway, you were saying. <laughs> I was saying, but the one part that I, I was like, okay, you know what? You, you're really kind of stretching it for me is when she sends, uh, and again, you know it's a kid's film because they call the cute little robot Spot. Yeah, all right, you know, I get it. Yeah, it's definitely a kid's film. Right. They send him out to the, the reconnaissance. He comes back all haywire and shooting stuff, and Ninja slices him in half, and then a cloud of smoke comes out of him, and out of the smoke, the, the floating disembodied head of Reeves this is a warning. Turn back now. And then dissipates. <laughs> I'm like, really? He took the time to install a floating hologram in the robot, knowing they'd cut it in half. And it would come and it would smoke so that he could do the hologram in the smoke. And recorded just, turn away now. And then, come on. Or he, oh, it's like, I mean, that's when Tanada could have been there. Say, hey, you know, boss, you could just put like a bomb in there. Now, from the crazy evil genius standpoint, it makes sense. But I, I, I just don't know if the technology's there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and, <sighs> you might, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't let's talk about <laughs> evil genius. Evil genius making sense part. I have the same love for this bad guy that I did for Bella Lugosi in um, The Murders in the Room Morgue. As far as... Oh, okay. As far as... All right, look at it on the surface. They find they eventually like find this weird Roman throne room in his in his uh, uh, compound, whatever you want to call it, and they they find <coughs> all the papers. Like, oh wait, Fortress. he's got yeah, he's got these documents declaring him like a, a god, a king, a god king. He's gonna go back to Rome and become a ruler. And so, and immediately I'm like, wait a minute. So you're gonna tell you're gonna go back in time to Rome, walk up <coughs> walk up to like whoever in Rome and say, look. I'm your god king. I've got documents to prove it. <laughs> and then and then there's like, "Oh, okay, you're our ruler now. Now you're ruling Rome." I don't care if you've got a super magic suit. You're not doing that. No. You're definitely not. You're not doing it's not happening. <coughs> you you might Stupid. scare the first 10 or 20 people that you like, you know, do your little slideshow for, but you know, Caesar alone was taken down by a bunch of friends with daggers. All it's gonna take is one in the back of your fucking neck. I don't care how many like uh, little lasers you can shoot and stuff. It's a it's an insane plan, which makes perfect sense for an insane villain. I I, I in like yeah he really of, thinks it's gonna work. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. In in the course of because I forgot about that part of it uh, from a kid. I'm rewatching it, and I went from like that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard to, but I could totally buy him thinking that. <laughs> I'm Just, going to be I mean, the ruler of the world. He's already cutting off his own body parts and putting robot pieces on it. 
It's like, yeah, I, I invented a time machine. And so, yeah, I mean, because I'm running through my head. All right, I have a time machine and I'm evil. I'm going to go back and I'm going to amass all the wealth. I can go back and I can buy land up ahead of time. I can become a ruler here and now. All of this is so much easier. It would take less time to do. Uh, I could go back and just give myself, you know, there's like a thousand different things I could do. None of them is as complicated as going back and trying to take over ancient Rome. But I'm not a megalomani a megalomaniac scientist with a new robot body. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I love it. I love the fact that he thinks he's going to do that, and especially the, that he went through the trouble of getting documents stating as much. Right. That's the kicker to the whole thing. I I mean, obviously, it's a plot point so they can tell what his plan is. But just the idea is, a, uh, and again, I want to see these conversations with Tanada. I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to take over Rome. Uh, but they already have leaders in Rome, so I, how are you going to do that? So, well, I, you know, I'm going. I'll have the. I'll have my robot body. And I'll zap, zap, and that. Uh, but sir, I mean, going to zap his balls. So, <laughs> so, so no, how many? No matter how many balls you zap, they. You know, 500 people with swords will easily overtake you. Yeah. Arrows and stuff. So you're not thinking, you know, you can beat, maybe you'll beat the Mandroid with that, but not, you know, you know. All, right, all right, all right, all right, I'll take them proof that I'm I'm, I'm the, the ruler and that'll be the, what? What do you mean proof? Well, I mean, how do you, oh, I'm going, to, I'll, I'll get documentation that says so. Okay. That's a good idea. I'll, write, I'll do a rough draft for you. He ain't never coming back. How do you like this? <laughs> Oh, uh, you just say ruler. I I think uh, God King is more like what I'm going for. God King. Oh, I'll put that in the second drop. That's a good idea. <laughs> and I'm gonna stop there before my accent gets any more racist. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh. I was I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna stop you. <laughs> oh, yes, I just wanna. Yes, yes, honorable Mr. Reeves. Oh. Yeah, I still have family members that still refer to people as like Charlie Chan and. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, they're talking about Jewish people, so I don't get yeah, that. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I thought of you the other day. What movie was it? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I no. was watching something, and I was like, oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it now. It was so bad, though. It was so bad. The Italians. <laughs> of, of course it was. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's, not funny. it's only funny to me now, because I can't remember what it was. But, oh, it was bad. It was bad. It's like, oh, <laughs> I, I I know if only Joey was here. <laughs> <laughs> if only I was there. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love the fan part, and again, I love the whole idea that he's to take over Rome. It's it's yeah. a great, you know. Now, I mean, uh, do we um, want to go all the way to the end and talk about the the yeah. <laughs> what the what they tried to do? They 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 actually opened this up for a sequel. No. Sure. Didn't they leave the no. uh, the the end open ended? No. How was it? I actually, I, I actually didn't get to see the last fifteen minutes oh. of the movie. I know. I'm so I'm working on my memory here. All right, let me, let me recap for you. They, okay, they let's do into, this. They, they, uh, they sneak around the back and find the Ro the little Roman room and, and discover that he's his his plan is to go back to Rome and become the god king. Right. Uh, and then um, Fontana sets off the alarms, trying to steal something because he's an idiot. <laughs> Meanwhile. Mandroid has taken the stealthy approach by going to the front gate and screaming, Reeves, let me in! I've come for you! So they let him in. They do a bunch of shooting and stuff. Uh, he brings out the people as hostages. Uh, he has, um, do you want to play some football? Open up this giant laser to shoot Mandroid with. Ninja guy throws a star into it and it disintegrates uh, football guy. Fighting ensues. Then uh, uh, 
Caesar Mark II comes out and starts shooting the place up, sh uh, kills Mandroid, puts every puts everybody else in, in a, a a shrinking uh, laser bubble. But then Mandroid gets up and sacrifices himself to absorb the shrinking laser bubble before it shrinks and lasers uh, the ninja, the scientist, and Fontana. Okay. So they run inside, and this is actually, I, I, I think this is this is exactly what I want to do for my three martini matinee reviews, except okay. I'm not drunk. Um, so the three remaining people run inside, and there's evil Dr. Reeves. Ha-ha! He sees them coming, but instead of shooting them because he's all powerful, just climbs and his, you know, escapes into his old time machine. It disappears just as they get there, and the scientist is like, "Oh, I can't, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. Uh, he's already, he's made it to Rome. See the numbers dialing down because time travel, because <laughs> time travel is so exact that we can count down where he is in transit in time." And uh, Fontana's like, "Damn it! I knew I should have learned computer programming." And punches a keyboard, and it fucks everything up and sends them back to like. Uh, and I'm not even exaggerating. 400 billion BC. <laughs> like that's the, that's the number they give. It's like four. He sent them to four because like two million BC would have been too soon. <laughs> so he he gets out of the yeah. Time like the Earth was still cooling and, <laughs> at now, that point. And and I, I guess because one just just in case that just in case somebody was there to actually bring him back in time when he lands because the rocks are uh, uneven because it's back in pre prehistoric time, the time machine base breaks. So even if somebody fixed the time machine over there to bring him back and he happened to be sitting in the time capsule waiting, they wouldn't do it because he moved. Yeah. And so he gets, he gets out and sees lava everywhere and goes, no! <laughs> and then everybody laughs and they do a TV freeze frame of them laughing. Oh. I thought, the, was there something after the credits? Uh, no. I didn't wait through after the credits, but they didn't do that back then, did they? Uh, they kind of did. Uh, I'll I will check now while we're talking, but I'm pretty sure they did not. Why did I think that they opened it up for a sequel? I because you were eight when you watched it, and you didn't yeah. watch it this after uh, I, challenging me to it. No, no, I did watch it. I did watch it up until the literally the last ten so or fifteen you, minutes. So you you didn't watch it then. You you half watched it, which is not watching. No, I I ninety five percent watched it. Ah, that's more like eighty. I watched everything, but literally, Jesus Christ, man! Literally everything, but but literally everything, but the last ten minutes. So what do you got for me? Uh this motion picture is protected under laws in the United States and other countries. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. Okay, fine. All right, I, my I, mistake. I'm, yeah, no, no, there's nothing. Uh Okay, so going with that, do we want to go ahead and rate this movie? Are we done? Uh, um, I, I think so. I added, I mean, double check my notes. But I'm pretty sure I mentioned everything I wanted to. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, inventing teleportation. No Mexicans in Mexico. Yep, we called that. <laughs> uh, nut shots are uncalled for. Caveman arrows sound like lasers. Uh, eliminators just wandered on a set of megaforce. Uh, Mandroid tank. Yeah, I covered. I, I, I'm I'm good with everything I mentioned. Okay, so let's do uh, your your favorite thing is the demographic currently oh. rated at four point <laughs> two on IMDb with a measly uh, one thousand two hundred and eighteen user reviews. Yeah, and I can, and, I I bet IMDb staff hasn't even do, uh, mm -hmm. done this one. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, 
the uh, <laughs> it's got twelve percent ten star ratings. Wow, that's just children. people. That's just some people fucking around. That's the children of the eighties saying, "Fuck yeah, this was the best film ever." <laughs> it's the uh, best drinking game mo- slash movie ever. If you ignore, if you now this drink every has, time they say Mandroid. The Mandroid. Now, I've, I've, I've mentioned before, the reverse horseshoe is kind of my gauge for a cult film. This mm-hmm. almost fits the category because if you look at uh, two through nine, it's got your typical horseshoe arc where it peaks in the middle where 13% gave it a four rating and then it right. kind of trails off. But at the very ends, you've got 12% giving it 10 and 13% giving it a one. So this mm-hmm. film kind of fits that cult status where you have a... a um, 25% of the people watching this film either loved it or hated it. <clears throat> yeah, so if, no, that's... All right. Only one female... Uh, only one person under the age of 18 has watched this film and reviewed it, and they gave it one star. <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, uh, their boyfriend made them watch it. And, and, and if you're listening, fuck you. And they felt so strongly that they had to actually come to IMDb, make an account, and, and rate it. And you know, with a strong female lead, no girl under the age of 18 has any right giving this film one star with a strong female lead in it, like, what's her name? Denise Crosby. That's what I said. Now, That's right. uh, other than that, it's, 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 uh, the demographics are just kind of sad all along the lines. Right. There's, there's no high points. The highest point is males aged 30 to 44, that would be us, at 4.4%. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you ignore the one underage teenage little bitch, uh, oh my the, god, <laughs> the uh, the lowest demographic is females age eighteen to twenty nine at two point eight. <laughs> apparently, apparently, mandroids and ninjas aren't teenage girl fair. Mm-hmm. Could have fooled me with all the sales of fucking Japanimation going out with manga. I'll, you go to the go to the manga aisle. Tell me how many like guys you see reading those comics. No, but apparently there are no teenage girls out there that can that can dig the mandroid and the ninja, <laughs> which should have been a TV show. The man, the mandroid and the ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have came on. You know, after uh, Fat Man and the Little Boy. Yeah, I mean, and, and actually, and between the no, I'm, the no, I'm sorry, that's actors, that's a movie. I'm thinking Jake and the Fat Man. Do you think Jake and the Fat Man <laughs> or BJ and the Bear? Uh, now, in, just think of the two actors, the, the two characters. You have the Japanese actor whose English is a second language, so he doesn't uh, emote that well, and the robot with no emotion at all. <laughs> and they're your stars. Yeah. They're the <laughs> fucking tag team of uh, emotion there. <laughs> also known as the monotone show. Yeah. I, his delivery, uh, Conan Lee's delivery in this is worse than Jim Cotta. Really? Uh, yeah, no, that, that's... There's the one part yeah. where it says, uh, we should camp down here, and then go after, and then figure out what our plan is for the morning. Like, you have no idea what you just said, do you? You really, you're reading that <laughs> off the cue card. That's just, <laughs> someone wrote that out for you phonetically. You have no idea what you're saying. You know, it, it's, it's, and I'm, I'm only joking, of course, obviously, but, but it's just, you know, when you watch but, something like that... kind of not. <laughs> kind of not, but it's just because, you know... English with English as a second language, you don't know where the, you know where the stresses are. Correct. It's such a such a you know, languages yeah, sy- are so different. I'm not syllables even. mean nothing. <laughs> and I have one complaint about the trailer. Every now and then you watch a film. Just just one. 
Well, all right, one main one. Well, one specific one. Okay. Every now and then you'll watch a film where there's a part from the movie that could have been the trailer itself. Perfect example is the movie The Mummy. Right, okay. There's that one scene where you get the wide desert and the guy sitting up on the dune with the, the umbrella, and Brendan Fraser walks up to him with the guys with him. So, well, what's the plan? Says, uh, you know, fly, you know, uh, defeat the villain, save the girl, and fly into almost certain death. He's like, all right, let's go. That's your opening for the trailer. That's fucking perfect. That's the trailer. <laughs> this movie had two of them. One with Fantana and one with do you want to play some football guy. <laughs> Where, like, Fontana's like, I don't understand what's going on. You know, everything was great, but then, you know, now all the, I, I figure I'm looking for some treasure, but now I've got the robot and I got a mandroid and then I got a, and then the ninja. Kung, uh, and I got Kung Fu. You know, what's going on here? There's, that should have been in the fucking trailer. Then, when do you want to play some football uh, before the nut shot? He was like, you know, what happens? Says, well, there was this guy named Fontana, and he was with uh, he was with this guy who uh, uh, the, he was with the mandroid, and they were coming after us. And it's like, it's like, and he explained it all too. Both of those should have been in the fucking trailer. <laughs> they like it should have been that and the from Paramount Pictures or MG, where, MGM, wherever the fuck. It's like, that was it. They they described they, they described the movie both of them, and wasn't there even a line? I saw this in a movie once. How come that's not in the trailer? It is. That part is. I'm pretty sure it is. Almost I, I, positive. I, well, the other two parts should have been in then. The other two I are definitely not. But definitely not. Uh, no, 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 no. The other part where he's talking about that, he's like, "What is this? A comic book?" That's in the trailer too. Not in he the beginning, though. He says, what is this, a comic book? But he doesn't say the other part where he... Yeah, he, he does. He no, he doesn't. T-shirt, he, yes, he does. They didn't, they, then they didn't do it right. <laughs> they didn't do it in the order that was approved by Scott Wilson. That's right, goddamn. <laughs> two of the three are in the trailer. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that again. I, I think you're lying. I, only, I played it at the beginning of the show. Two of the I three know. things that you're, you're, you're griping about are actually in the trailer. I was listening, but I don't think they were in there properly. <laughs> all right all right so what yeah. are we rating this it's currently at 4.2 oh. yeah. i'm um, I'm, I'm i'm actually five really i'll go six at, at, no dude all right hold on wait 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 five means it's average i think this film's above average S <laughs> stop i'm not kidding Obviously, right. you're not. Now, the plot is not that bad. It's standard. The, the movie flows. There's a couple of logic flaws, but nothing major. Mostly about staffing man hours and, um, you know, motivations of a mad scientist. As a kid's film, I put this up against any kid's film from the 80s as being better done better yes my vote is six stars we're not doing six excuse me we're not first of all i had i i i almost had a problem with five you think i'm going up a star now 12 percent of the people that watch this film 151 people rated this 10 stars this, those people are what i like to call stupid right. uh uh, the highest demographic, 166. Listen, stars. listen, listen. I'm gonna just make this. Easy. <clears throat> we're okay. going with we're going with five stars. 
I'll give you five. Take the five. All right. <laughs> <coughs> this, this I'll give, I'll, no, no. I'll give you five. How about that? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the time or the energy to try and talk talk it down from five. <laughs> Okay, no, I, re- I really don't. Not after today. I've had a nope. hell of a day. Nope. <laughs> Five it is. Five it is. Yes. And I'm going to find that little 14-year-old punk and <laughs> tell her what's for. Kick her ass. one star. <clears throat> How does it feel to be the only girl under the age of 18 to give the movie one star? Jerk face. Jerk. Jerk face. All right, all right. So now we're into the portion of the show where Scott right. gives me a movie challenge. I have a challenge for you, and that yeah. I can't think of this film. You can't think of the film. You there don't know the name films, of it. There are two films that I saw parts of as a kid that I cannot find, and okay. both of them, and one of them is specifically from this film. It occurred to me again. There's a film with people in like the swamp or swampland. Could be a jungle. There's okay. a plane involved, and there's monsters involved. I don't remember what the monsters look like exactly. They could be like people that just look like like they're wrapped in like flesh cocoons. They go, Rrr. but there's a Harry Fontana type character in this film, and at one point he shoots somebody with a flare gun from his plane, and I think they fly away at the end, and one of these creatures is on the plane. That's all I remember. I think I know the I, movie. I don't movie? know the I don't know the name of it, but I think I know the movie. I saw uh, is, it on cables again. And here's the thing: as a kid, I was like, "Oh, I want to know what this film's called." And I think I did it wrong as far as the TV guide because what I came up with was Night of the Iguana, and it's a totally different film. Uh, and the only other thing, the, the, the scene with the uh, uh, with the uh, the um, the propeller. Blair, propeller. Uh, where, well, yeah, where the fan where he jumps through the fan, it's yeah. on now. Ah. Uh, <laughs> It's flawless. It's fucking perfect. That's like that's like eighties filmmaking ingenuity at its finest. It's such a simple concept, and it just it it just fucking blows the screen away. I'm sorry. It's just it's 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 in its simpleness, it is perfection. Very good. Uh, all right, so yeah, I mean, I can't I think, I think that film. movie was released on Laserdisc too. Um, now I watched it as a young kid, so this film has to be late seventies, very early eighties at the best, because I saw it on cable as a child. When I say right. child, I'm talking like maybe seven, eight, nine, ten at the I, most. I, I I vaguely remember something like that. Now the only film I I, I did a bunch, I did dozens of searches. And the only film I came up with that came close to describing what could possibly it is River of Death from 1989, which isn't it obviously because it's too late. It's yeah. late, late, almost the 90s, uh, and it doesn't involve a plane, so that's not it. I can't find this film based on my very basic rudimentary knowledge of what it's about. The only Now, in my childhood brain, memories still there because it has to do with film because I have great memory for that. The only titles I remember vaguely was something about either Night of the Iguana or Night of the Dwarf. Hmm. For some, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what's in my eight-year-old brain that's still here all right doesn't ring a bell and i can't right. find film so what's the other one 
Oh, the other one has nothing to do with this, but it also takes place in the swamp. And there was one scene where a kid's knee-deep in the swamp, listening to headphones, eating a candy bar out of a little box, and then somebody up comes up behind him with a gun to his head. No fucking idea what the film's about. I just remember that scene. I can't find the movie. And it's still bugging me to this day. And I, before I die, I need to identify both these films. You know, I, I actually did that recently. There was two movies that I just had. I knew from my childhood, and I could not remember the names. And like you, it's only the only two ever, ever. I'm like, fuck. I know yeah. them. They're in my head. I can't figure out what they are. But I have since found out what they were. And it was Suburbia was the one. The only thing I remembered as a kid, the what? Sub- suburbia? Yeah. The oh, punk suburbia. rock movie. No, no, I'm thinking of a different, I'm thinking of the suburb, other Suburbia. Oh, no, 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 the the punk rock movie. Okay, because there's a uh, Suburbia that came out in the 90s. Or yeah, 2000s. no, 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 I'm talking about the one from the 80s. Okay, uh, yeah, I never saw the, the The only thing I remember as a kid from that, I've since watched it again, since rediscovering it from my childhood, there was a mm-hmm. scene where the kid goes to like a party, like a punk rock concert, and someone puts like drugs in his drink, and he gets all fucked up, and he kind of you know runs away with these punk rock kids. There's another scene in the movie where <laughs> this one kid is teaching this other kid how to blow a snot rocket. And those are the two most vivid memories of that movie growing up as a kid, and I never knew what it was up until like a year ago. Um, I found out. The other film was this uh, post-apocalyptic future, uh, and it turned out to be Exterminators of the Year 3000. (laughs) You must leave the Bronx. You must (laughs) leave the Bronx. That's a great one. And I've since found that one within the last year. It's like those are the two movies. Those are like yours. Like I need to find these out before I die, because uh, and those are the I, two. So I remember you found one for me because I remember one day I was like, yeah, I watched this film as a kid, and all I remember is that it's a little kid in his t-shirt gets superpowers and it has a tiger on it, and you found it for me. It was like Sammy's super t-shirt. Sammy super t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Just dumbass fucking kids show on HBO. I I know. Um, it's it's so you, fucking old and. If, so okay, so both movie challenges are two movies you don't know what they are, right? So if, if my challenge to you isn't to watch them. My challenge is for you to find out what the fuck they are. Okay, <laughs> I don't have a clue. All right, so what, what I proposed, what I what I'm going to tell you what my recommendation was. Uh, so what I pro- what I propose then is that next week, or and or the following week, we could either do the January episode. Uh, and or the Christmas episode that Dale Rontree wants us to do, and then eventually we'll figure out what those two movies are, and we'll do that review. Uh, I, um, I think we should do uh, the Dale Rontree episode. Okay. That sounds fine. I like that. My recommendation was actually, uh, it's got a, a river rat type you know, hero. Uh, it's, you know... It involves a boat. It involves passengers trying to get somewhere for some reason. Um, it's no, and it's an Indiana Jones type ripoff movie. Uh, uh, it's, oh, it's from the eighties. Hold on, now if it's an eighties Indiana Jones ripoff, it's not not the Penelope film, right? Gwendolyn. That's it's not Gwen- That's no, it is. The, it's Perils of Gwendolyn. That's my recommendation. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not doing Perils of Gwendolyn. I don't know if I'm ready for Perils of. <laughs> Dude. Because I actually gave you, if you don't, if you lost it, I have it again. I have the European cut that's just called Gwendolyn. No, I, I have it. 
Now, dude, my talking about like the 1980s video rental videos. I remember my parents renting that. Mine too, and I remember right. walking in. The scene I remember walking in on is the one, the the guy. Uh, he's like, uh, he's well, got like well, chicks well, like all around him, yeah. and she's like licking his chest. I walk in on that scene. I remember my parents didn't realize it was an adult film. <laughs> and so we're actually in the room while they're watching it and luckily we're not really that interested in it but right. there's the part at the end where Gwendolyn like like goes in and lowers herself on the man yeah she straddles him <laughs> and at this point my mother's like yeah you know what you guys have to leave the room <laughs> <laughs> but why I said no, no you gotta leave the room That's... <laughs> but she's topless or it's just like... oh, dude I remember the first video rental story I ever went into um it was, the, and ironically, one of the first the first videos we rented from this place was uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, wow. And we rented it. The tape was mangled inside the case, and they blamed us, and they charged us 80 bucks for it. Oh, no. Yeah, my parents were so fucking pissed. But this place, it was, and I, even just, I still remember the people that were working there, and I'm convinced, in again, child brain, adult body, I'm convinced they were the fucking owners, too. And they didn't have a fucking clue. They were like two young guys that got in on the ground floor. Right. It was just one big room with four walls, and all the videos were on the walls. And one wall had the adult shit. Like exposed? Now, not, like not, not behind the sal saloon doors? <laughs> not X-rated, per se, but like the saucy stuff. Like Gwendolyn. Oh, like Perils of Gwendolyn and yeah, sure. the, Last like, Tango like, in yeah. Paris. The saucy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just out there. And that was one of the mistakes my parents made. <laughs> I think my father. I think it was my father. But yeah, oh, just, just, just the, it's, it's like, it's like seeing these uh, vapor shops, vape shops appearing everywhere. I mean, that's what happened when video rentals first came out. It's just all of a sudden there were like 80 mom and pop shops. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the yeah. first video and store you know, we ever we ever went to was in North Arlington on Ridge Road. I don't remember the name of the store, but we had to we had uh, uh, everyone did, but we had to pay for a membership. You had to pay mm -hmm. to be a member. It wasn't free membership. They didn't start yeah. doing that till well, years later. Oh, years! Uh, yeah, I remember it was like twenty, fifty dollars to get a membership annually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know it, VHS became so popular. One of their uh, one of the, in their advertising and one of their uh, you know the, the caveat uh, not caveats uh, one of their join with us it's free it's like oh it's free now oh fantastic uh, but you had to pay to be a member it was in North Arlington that and I remember I rented films we've had this discussion on the show before uh, when Beta was fighting it out with VHS so this video store had one side of the store was all Beta. And the other side of the store was all VHS. So whatever system you owned, they had doubles of everything. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and that was like early 80s, like 82, 81, 82, we were renting oh, yeah. videos. Because uh, like yourself, you guys didn't get into the video uh, you know, stuff until much later. I, I, can, I can still tell you the first two videos we ever rented. First two ever? First two videotapes we ever rented. We, we got the new VCR. Mm -hmm. First two videotapes rented were... Um, teachers and never-ending story. Wow, that's right. I know. I don't remember the first two, but I remember the very first video we ever rented was Escape hey. from New York. 
And I think like the fourth one was Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and then that fucking fiasco blew up in our face. <laughs> so I mean, Teachers was Teachers came out in 1984, so we uh, we must have gotten the, our VCR in like '85. Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Because it was because um, that was a film my mother was dying to see, so they got that, and then for the kids we got Never Ending Story. <sighs> just remembering um, the 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 second video store we we ever remember of was Palmer Video in Belleville on Belleville Ave. I, I remember Palmer. I remember Palmer. I remember going in there as a kid, and we had two VCR set up so that we could make copies of movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, back in the old Macrovision days where you couldn't copy everything. <laughs> but I remember that, and I remember it was uh, had to be 84, maybe early 85, and we rented Rocky Four. I specifically remember this. We bought a blank... Four? My parents. Wow. <laughs> um, I just don't think of Rocky Four being that old, but yeah, I guess it is. It's wow. Sure it's, it's over 30 years old. Um Jesus. So anyway, we rented Rocky Four, bought a blank tape, right? And, I saw that uh, in the theater. Oh, God, did you really? It's the Russian one, right? Yeah. Oh, I saw that in a fucking theater. Oh. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know why, because I don't like Rocky, and I never saw the first three in the theater. I have no idea why. I, Why the fuck was I watching Rocky Four in a the theater? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I Neither do I. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your story. But it just, no, 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 no. It, it, it just occurred to me. What the fuck was I doing in the theater watching Rocky IV? What is that shit? Uh, I'll make it quick then. Uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's sorry. okay. Um, so we rented Rocky IV. We bought a blank VHS tape. And the woman behind the desk basically <laughs> says to us as we're leaving, uh, what's the blank tape for? And me, I'm literally, I'm nine years old, eight years old. <laughs> So we can make a copy of Rocky Four, <laughs> and my, and she's like, "Oh, like back then it was like really frowned upon if you were making copies of of, of rentals that you were getting, and because you know it just they they, they scared you with it if you are caught making illegal copies it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or five years in jail, it's like really dude, because well, also, I mean. It- I think most people that aren't our age don't realize this. Even some people that are, because they didn't, they, they didn't like look into it. When videotapes first came, when rent, video rental stores first opened, they didn't sell VHS tapes to the public. That's right. At, at first, they were priced for rental. So if you if you wanted to get like oh Darkman on D, on VHS when it first came out, and you look it up to buy, you're paying ninety dollars. Why? That's exactly Could, right. Yeah. Because that was price, MSRP, right? Because it was priced wasn't priced for home. Uh, it wasn't home. priced. It wasn't priced to purchase. It was always priced to rent. It wasn't priced for private purchase. It was priced for the rental stores, right? And so they were they were being charged eighty ninety dollars because they knew that there was an investment that they would and so they would have to rent it like twelve times to make their money back. Right. I, I'm just throwing a number out there. I'm sure. It's I remember right. when Dollar Video got a hundred copies of Cape Fear. And oh. the guy th- that was working there was talking to the owner. He goes, why did you... Like, he's having this conversation in the middle of the store. It's like, why'd you get 100 copies? He's like, well, it's this new movement that, you know, no matter if you come in, you're <laughs> going to find a copy of this movie. He's like, but you bought a... No, it was Dollar Video. 
dollar video because Blockbuster was the one that guaranteed that you'd like right. you'd have like, a whole wall of just like fucking uh, right. Any uh, owners like Casey. Yeah, and right. Any owners like well because. I want people to just come in and be able to get it. He goes, but you bought a hundred of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I brought this up before. The first VHS tape knew, like, after the movie came out, and then the first, when it first released, the first VHS tape to ever be priced for home ownership was... Was that uh, Crocodile Dundee? No, you're way off. Batman. No, it wasn't. Crocodile yes. Dundee in 1986 was priced for purchase. I remember because, no, Bat- no, dude, I'm what, telling you. What was the price? Batman came was, up for it 20 was like bucks. Four, it, it was like 14.99 or 20 dollars. I uh, know because we owned a copy of it. No, 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 Batman. It was Batman. No, was no, no, no. The big deal yeah. with Batman. Oh, I will, I will go, I will. No, no, I will no, go no, 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 no. Listen, you can look it up, and you're gonna be wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. Batman probably sold more VHS tapes. How soon what? after? How soon after what? How soon after Crocodile Dundee came out did they release it at twenty bucks? The same year, because they did the same thing with Who Framed Roger Rabbit in nineteen eighty-eight. I know because I own these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got was- them at fucking like, like like Kmart or something. It was like fourteen ninety-nine or twenty bucks. Yeah, that, I'm that was- telling you, uh, Batman. It's not. It is Batman. I'm telling you, it was Crocodile Dundee. I'm pretty sure it was also Top Gun that year, and then Top Gun. Then no. who framed? Then who framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit in 1988? All right, you know what? Uh, I, I I'm willing to admit there might be some leeway as far as like it's Crocodile Dundee. It's I'm telling you, it's Crocodile it's Dundee. It's definitely not Top Fucking Gun. I'll tell you right now. Well, it's this is gonna take Top, too what, long to find out Top while Gun's, we're on the show. No, all right, real quick. Top Gun is 1986. Yeah, right? so it was Crocodile Dundee. Batman's nineteen eighty nine, right? Yeah, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit was eighty eight, and I know for an absolute fact that Crocodile Dundee and Who Framed Roger Rabbit were priced to sell twenty bucks or less because I own both. I don't believe it, dude. Did you, do, you, do you still have the receipt? <laughs> I remember cutting the proof of purchase uh, out of the the. At, hold on, I'm going somewhere with it. Did, did it I remember. It? I remember cutting the proof of purchase out of the VHS box and handing it to my dad because I lost the receipt because he was pissed that I did that. I'm like, this is just as good. And he's like, are you are you sure? I'm like, yeah, 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 this is just as good. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> yeah, I don't but even I'm, know how we would look that up. Uh, the first movie commercially released, it's like, how would you even look that up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, know. there's so many different ways to phrase it. I'm like doing a quick Google search now, and uh, um, what was the first movie commercially released on D- on VHS? It's saying uh, Twister. No. No, no, that was DVD. Twister. That was the, that was that was the first film on DVD, and they're okay. saying that the first theatrical film ever released to the public on VHS was the South Korean drama The Young Teacher, 1976. God. Yeah, but that that's just released. They're not talking price for public consumption. Yeah. Yeah, the reti- it even, this even says that uh, when the first three American films released on VHS, The Sound of Music, Patton, and MASH, uh, each were released at a cost of 50 to $70, which was the video rental price, because they were that was right. the MSRP was geared towards them. So this is going to take some research that we're not going to solve tonight. 
Probably not. Somebody not actually... Some, no, you're not. Uh, so, somebody posed the question saying, uh, the other day I was trying to think of a time frame of mass ownership of commercial VHS uh, tapes of popular movies and TV shows. I know that in the early and mid-80s, most people just rented them from Blockbuster and other video stores. At some point, they became affordable to the average person and began uh, to amass their own movie collection on VHS. Did this start in the late 80s? Any info would be appreciated. So somebody uh -huh. actually says, I seem to recall that you could buy Disney movies for around $24.95 in the mid to late 80s. If a, movie happened to, if a movie happened to be a Blockbuster, you could also buy it on VHS for a reasonable price. I remember the Batman. Tim Burton Batman selling for about fifteen dollars at a local Walmart when it came out uh -huh. on home video. Now, thank you. I'm, right. I'm not. Listen, I'm not <laughs> saying that Batman was not one of the films that really pushed uh, the sale of VHS tapes into right. another realm where they started doing that more often. I'm just Here's telling you say. that Crocodile Dundee was also priced to sell. Here's what I'm gonna say. In 1986, when, when Batman was released. And it was selling for twenty dollars new at all stores. It was a big deal. Of course, it was. It, I mean, it was a big deal that it was selling at twenty dollars. So, I really feel like it's. So this person says uh, to get kind of close. I remember Top Gun coming out on VHS and could be had for twenty four ninety five, which was amazing at the time. The trick was that you had to put it up with you had to put up with the commercials at the oh. beginning of the tape. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. I got another source here. It's going about the history of the video era. Ready for this? By I'm 1983, ready. VCRs were becoming popular in household, and Paramount decided to try a new strategy. They decided to release a few big theatrical titles at a reduced price. This is 1983. They released well, Crocodile Raiders Dundee. Of the Lost Crocodile Dundee was uh, Paramount as well. But go ahead. Well, let me let me finish my sentence. Okay, go for in it. In 1983, they released Raiders of the Lost Ark and Footloose at a reduced price of. $29.95. These were a huge success. They decided to, to release their big hits at $29.95. Eventually, the price would gap would ride and rise. Some new releases came down to $19.95. And, the and then by the 90s, the MSRP on some titles had risen by over to 105 which makes no sense because it's, it's opposite. 105 um, But uh, Well, that was the video store rental thing. But so at least we have documentation here based on whoever wrote this fucking thing. That 1983, they started dropping it to thirty dollars for things like Raiders of the Lost Ark and. But Footloose. not everything. But not everything. No, just the big ones that they knew were going to yeah. sell shitloads because they were the pot shit. That's why Batman was a big deal, twenty dollars. I think Batman was the first one to, to drop down from that thirty dollars to twenty dollars. Um, no, no, I know Roger Rabbit sold for twenty. I, I, I don't know. Did you buy it? I mean. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna need uh, some more proof. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm I, that's saying. I can't even. It's like, hey, I still have the VHS tape. It's like, yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking what? So now I, um, I also have a VHS copy of Threads on my wall. That doesn't mean that it was released for 1999. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a I have uh, a VHS copy of Death Row Game Show. I don't know how many people have that. I've got a I've got a VHS copy of The Wizard of Speed and Time. Eat it. Wow. Beat that. And and die laughing. VHS copy. Ugh. And now thanks to to my local um, thrift store, Death Wish Three. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best one. It is the best one. I love the main villain where he's got like the he's losing his hair. It's a horseshoe kind of hair, and he's got just got a red stripe right down the middle where he can't grow hair. Wait, three three. That's three. That the three or four is the one with all the gangs, the 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 punk rock uh, type gangs. I forget which one I have. It's one. It's either three or four. It's definitely not one or two. Is it, sure is, it, is, it the, is it the one where the guy ends up with his teeth in the board? Like, what is that? Teeth. I haven't watched it. I just bought the video. I don't have a VCR, so I didn't watch it. I just bought the VHS oh, wow. tape okay. for a dollar because fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I keep telling whenever we go to uh, like uh, thrift stores and stuff, I say, look, look, look at the VHS section and look for the big boxes. The ones that are like bigger than a VHS tape. Yeah, the big clamshell and the big yeah. uh, like MGM and, like open book oh, ones. Yeah, I always tell Those them. Those are the best. If it's one of the big boxes and it's not a Disney film, call me. Because <laughs> I probably want it. You know? MG, MGM had the best ones because those are the ones that open like a book. And then well, yeah. on the inside well, right uh, like the right side, it had like a, an indent uh, recessed part where the, the, the tape sat. Right now, and again, that, that goes back to the old days, the first generation of mom and pop video stores because yep. there were so few films for rental they would put them on the rack face out and they would they would make them huge actually some of the boxes they would make for display were like the size of computer game boxes they were fucking huge gigantic i remember, I remember like some ho- like horror films especially like like uh oh, like banned in 37 countries uh, watch them, them die slowly them. yeah i was just going to see that that was the <laughs> yeah. best one that always sticks in my head cause it was huge the, the the two genres that always made boxes that big were horror films and porn that's and right. porn continued that uh, tradition long after horror films gave it up. It porn really was doing did. that into the late '90s. Horror films yeah. gave it up after like because it was like it's like you know, watch me, watch me, come get me, come get me, see me, well, see because, me. Because because with with horror and porn, the big thing you were looking for on the cover was what am I going to see in the film? That's you're not right. looking at titles; you're looking at you know graphics. That's right. Right. So. Those were the big ones. And they, so but the horror films the... Uh, were always my favorite. Banned in 37 countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Banned in every country but yours. <laughs> Watch them die slowly. Yes. Cannibal Definitely. Frogs. That's the, right, one of the that's classics right. of cannibal films. Yep. I mean, speaking of which, I, I have a copy of uh, the Green the well, Green Mile or Green... Not no, Green no, Mile. no, 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 no. It's the Green Inferno. Green Inferno, have which I heard, it. which I heard is very disappointing. Well, but I, I, how? I, I don't know. I didn't get into it. Uh, they, I would, I, they just let me know that they were really, really anticipating it, and they were very disappointed. Now that could just no. mean that I, I, I could watch it and be like, "This is fantastic." What are you talking here, about? Here's my question. Here's the scary part. Here, here's where that review falls flat for me, and actually concerns me. Mm-hmm. What? What do you say when someone says, "Okay, here's a film about cannibals in the jungle"? What are your expectations? Well, when you yeah. say it fell flat <laughs> of your expectations, to me that says you're so fucking sick and twisted <laughs> <laughs> that the fact that it wasn't a documentary turned you off. Uh-huh. Now I don't know who you're talking about, and I don't mean it personally, but again, it's like, what what's your expectation for a film about cannibals that it wasn't? realistic enough i i don't know i didn't get I into saw, it with him see now that I, now i have to watch it because now <laughs> i have to know how it doesn't live up to expectations 
<laughs> oh, this person says that, <laughs> that they remember uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop being available for uh, 20 bucks, And that came out in 84. Yeah, but when? Like the year it came out or later? Because after, you know, after a year or two, they would drop the prices and sell them. The whole point was buying them new like like mm -hmm. upon release they were charged 89 dollars well, two years later like, this person says i seem to remember uh, beverly hills cop being available right away for 20 bucks which was the first that, affordable vhs i remember that's an anecdotal i can't accept that and then in parentheses he, he writes i still rented and copied it though <laughs> i used to have the double decker vcr that had the, the built-in copy guard bypass Oh, yeah. See, I, I didn't have that. I had the little Macrovision box that I had to hook up uh, separately. Yeah, this one had the Macrovision built into it. It was called Go Video. I wow, bought it nice. at PC and Richards. PC oh, Richards and Son. PC Richard and Son. Wow. I bought it at PC Richards and Son. I still have the box I bought it in because it has all my Toxic, Crus Toxic Crusader action figures in it. No shit. Now, I'm not, it, which I'm PC not Richard and Son did you buy it at? The one here in Union? The the, the flagship that turned into a, the Wiz. That's the one here in Union. Yeah. That's right by my house. There. Yeah, I bought nope. it there. It, That's crazy. It became the Wiz, and now it's what, what? What is it now? It's still a PC Richard and Son. Really? Yeah, it used to be a furniture store. Then it became. Then it was the Wiz, and then it became PC Richard and Son. Right, I bought it there, and uh, I used to have it set up at the warehouse in my office because I worked nearby. And th this is before DVDs. And before downloading, this is before the internet where you could actually download films. This is when downloading pictures took 10 minutes. Wow. And I was still trading VHS tapes online with people. And I got to the point where I had that thing going nonstop in my office while I was working at the warehouse. And I would copy and, and mail out, on average, 10 to 20 videos a day, a week. Holy shit. 10 to 20 videos a week I would copy, mail out, rent, copy. Yeah, and then you'd I, get, you'd get, you'd, you'd get tapes in return yeah and sometimes tapes i didn't want um <laughs> well, I, I, I will admit like every now and then you get involved with these traders like listen uh, i trade this stuff you know the little like the cd stuff yeah. like the I, porn. I i i remember watching some of those you gave me <laughs> yeah well every now and then i, I would i found this one guy i would trade with and what, what you you would like trade like five or six videos or movies at once you put like like you put like nine movies on two or three tapes right and say like, all right i want this 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 and this and I say, all right, well, you know, there's room on the tape for, like, one more film. What do you want? He's like, well, I don't know. Surprise me. Don't say that. <laughs> if, you're trading, if you're trading pornography with somebody through the mail and they ask you what you want, don't say surprise me. Because I had got two specific videos that I watched and then promptly destroyed. <laughs> I didn't throw them away. I crushed them in the tiny pieces and t t tore pieces up so no one would ever know what was on that tape. Oh wow! I, you gotta you gotta I, tell I, me what that is off air because I don't think we've well, had that conversation. Well, I mean, let me let me give a disclaimer. It wasn't a snuff film. Okay, I was just gonna ask if it wasn't a snuff film, was it? No, because because then I wouldn't even be saying this because that would lead to that. No, it wasn't a snuff film, but gotcha. it was stuff that I would not. Now, today in the days of internet, I could probably Google what I saw and find it and watch it. Yeah, and but, it's no no big fucking deal. Now, there's a difference, though, between, oh, I'm Googling it. Oh, look, I don't want to see that, blah, blah, blah. Then there's like, okay, I have this rapport with a person, and they sent me a video, and I'm watching stuff that I asked for. Oh, what's this they gave me? And I'm watching it. Oh, this is a weird film. And then like this, and it comes to that part. says, oh, well, why are they in a barn? And then like, ah! 
<laughs> and then the, 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 what's more disturbing is not that when that part happens, is that you don't immediately turn it off. You're like, oh! Wait, I haven't turned it off yet. God damn it! That's the, hor- that's, that's the bad part. And then oh. once you turn it off, you turn it back on. It's like, wait, why no, did no, I do that? No, 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 no. <laughs> there's no going back. No. Okay, that's okay. It. I gotcha. No, see, when you turn it off, then it's okay. Okay, I can turn it back on, or I can destroy the tape and pretend it's never happened. <laughs> and I, dis- I destroyed the tape because even I have a line, and the line is, is removed a bit from where other people's lines are, but it's still there, and it can't be crossed. <laughs> Because I know, because I, I know what's on the other side of that line, Joey. Yeah. Wow, we went really long tonight. Well, it's been a while, hasn't it? It. Oh. Yes. Well, it hasn't. It's only been one week since we've done, you know, two weeks removed since we've done a show. But it's been a long time since we've gone this long. We're at, we're pushing two hours. I think we were due. Well, let me just real quick. I was gonna just confirm the name of the film because I know I have it on my hard drive. Oh, it is what? called. The Kirk Cameron film. It's called Saving Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to preface this by saying that this is the film that when it first was released or renounced and it first came out, that there was a massive... Kirk Cameron came out and did this massive campaign saying, hey, everybody, it's getting a low uh, um, Rotten Tomatoes review, so all the fans of of, of Christ and everything and, and me go to Rot- Rotten Tomatoes and give positive reviews and drive that up. And that word got out to everybody else that hates shit like that, and they all went back and drove that down even further. <laughs> so what he did is he turned like a, like a three Rotten Tomatoes rating into a one Rotten Tomatoes rating. Because <laughs> he's a fucking genius. Because this is the guy that thinks that bananas are made that way because of God. Uh, yeah, and he takes a monkey to a fucking restaurant and expects him to behave. Did he do that? <laughs> He took a monkey to a restaurant and said, see, we couldn't possibly have evolved from this. He can't behave here. What a cock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I checked it out. Rotten tomato meter, 0%. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what happens. These are the people that, like, these are, like, people that don't understand the internet and they try to like harness it, the power. So, yeah. I'm going to rally the people on the internet and say, hey, give me positive reviews because people are being down on my film about Christmas and Christ. And everybody else is like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to get 20 of my asshole friends that have nothing better to do today to totally fuck with your life. <laughs> the tomato meter is 0%, no positive reviews. The audience score is 31%. Yeah. What's, what's the IMBD? Uh, just, just real quick. I know we have. I know we're not reviewing the film tonight, but now I need right. to know. The I, what's the IMDb? It can't be lower, can it? One point <laughs> six on the IMDb. We're reviewing this next week, huh? Yes, we are. And oh. now, 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 I want to just give a quick disclaimer before we review the next next week. <laughs> Our review is not going to be a reflection on religion. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, honest engine. Is that better? That's actually your worst. Um, worst. <laughs> uh, religion is going to be a part of it, and the whole idea of pr- uh, proselytizing through through film is going to be a part of it, but it's not going to be anti-religion, and it's definitely not going to be anti-Christian. 
because some of my best friends are Christian. <laughs> so it so if you are listening and you are Christian or right wing or religious or just think that we should get the X out of Xmas, um, it's not against you. It's against filmmakers. Yes, like let's, Kurt put, let's put Christ back in Christmas. <laughs> don't get don't, don't 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 take me there. Wrong show I'm, for that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. All right. <laughs> but yes. Yes. Next week, saving Christmas because Kirk Cameron. That's what he's gotta do. I gotta do it, man. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, episode uh, 191. Thank you for joining us, as always. Thank you. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all of our shows oh. there. You can listen to the show right from the website. You can watch the show live every Thursdays, uh, all Thursdays at 8 o'clock. You can go to iTunes and download the show there, or you can listen to the show from iTunes as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also, uh, you can go to our, uh, no, leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. It would be so much easier if we had bookends recorded for this. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> it, it, really, it really would. It really, really would. Maybe we'll do that over the Christmas break. Because I'll be off for a couple of weeks this month, going there's, into New Year's. Idea. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, if you want to download the free Android app, please go ahead. And uh, also, if you noticed, uh, if you go on iTunes or your Android phone, if you go to the website, I now have a mobile version of our website. Fuck yeah! The uh, the, uh, the movie Sucktastic podcast player is still in the works. It's coming soon, oh. but the mobile version is there. Uh, I haven't what? gotten the right HTML5 player yet because it can't be flash based. That's all too what? technical. I'm sorry. But if you get but if you get the app, you can play the podcast right from the app. That's right, right from there. But you can also do the mobile version, and soon you'll be able to do it from that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom for us, Mr. Wilson? Yes. You're the one that needs a body job. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. We will be reviewing Saving Christmas. I fucked that one up. I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to let you have it. <laughs> Does not compute. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. None Bye-bye. Taken. Yeah. What is this, a comic book? You fucking wish. <laughs> Are you ready for the football? I don't know why you keep calling him that. Just because he's just fat. That's all it he is. Looks he's like he looks like the guy. It might yeah, be it's it's because he's overweight and he's got a beard. That's it. You're not a soft man out. See? Now you did it. But, that's, but you did it. No, it was you. <laughs> <sighs>